yellow, yellow, you guys. So in today's show, I want to talk about uh, resisting your conscience mind. True worshipers will worship in spirit and in truth. Okay, so what is your conscious mind, right? Your conscious mind is the left hemisphere of your brain. What is your subconscious mind? Your subconscious mind is the right and it's also your soul. What is your soul? It's your nervous system. It's your body. That is the subconscious mind. And for us, that's why... <laughs> See, the Bible says that when we die, our souls return to God. But here's another thing. Where does your gifting, your calling lie? It lies in your soul. Your soul is the assignment that was sent to earth, right? So before you came out of your mother's womb, I knew you. I counted the hairs on your head. This is the calling. And the marriage is when you are renewed in the spirit of the mind. When he creates a clean heart in you. All of those scriptures, they're talking about answering the call. The marriage is answering the call. It's when you cause your body to obey the calling of Christ. Because you have a mind like Christ. God has not given you the spirit of fear, but a power of love and of a sound mind. A sound mind is not just a mind of discipline. Some translations I've seen uh, translated to the uh, to discipline, to self-discipline, but that's not what Scripture is saying, and we shouldn't change it. What Scripture is saying is that he hasn't given us a spirit of fear, but a power of love and of a sound mind. Also, the kingdom of heaven is not food or drink, but it's righteousness, peace, and joy in the Holy Spirit. That mind like Christ is the Holy Spirit, and righteousness, peace, and joy in the Holy Spirit is in your mind. So, what is righteousness? Righteousness is having the mind like Christ and believing him. Remember what God said, what the scripture says about Abraham. When God said, God, uh, Abraham believed God and God counted him righteous. Right? So, what is, that's why the Bible says that you will never perish because you believe in Christ. So long as you believe in him. And believing in him is many things. Believing him, because see, the thing is, is that, did you think that um, God was external? No, he was always internal. And he was always talking. Every single prophet that he talked to in scripture, he was talking to, to that man in his mind. 
because the Bible says that we cast down um, imaginations that raise themselves above the knowledge of God and we take every thought captive to obey Christ. And so, therefore, if we are doing that, then what is the spirit realm? The spirit realm is the realm of thoughts and imagination. It's an, an accumulation of the things. And so if we think about it, thoughts and imaginations, then what is a spirit? It's a mindset. And I'm thinking, right, because I'm thinking of, I was just reading about how uh, to different people, the spirit may give one ability to another, he'll give another ability. And so they're talking about, um, you know, to one ability, to one man, he'll give the ability to prophesy, to another man, he'll give the ability to interpret tongues, to another. And so... How is it that if we are operating under the Holy Spirit, right, if we are operating, if we are trying to operate from the right hemisphere of the brain, so this is the thing. I want to make sure that I say this because um, if you didn't listen to that particular show, I'll repeat it so that we're all on the same page. So, I had a vision one day that I, that on the left side of my body, I saw the spirit of death, or you can call it the spirit of Jezebel. Either way, there's only three. There's only, there's many different subs, but they're all under three concepts. They're all under three mindsets. The Bible says that there is Satan, there is the false prophet, and there is um, the beast of hell. And then the Bible goes on to say that those, the third of heaven that the enemy swept down and drugged down with him with his tail. That third of heaven has been locked away for all eternity. Those demons don't roam around. Okay? So now, if they were locked away for all eternity, then if you've ever seen like a different spirit, different demon, whatever, they're all driving from one. And that is Satan. Now, what I've noticed about Satan is that he is, man, are you ready for this? Satan is Jezebel. Hmm, how could that be? Well, isn't Satan a man? Yeah, he is, right? Or he's a spirit man, but here's the thing, is he's not female. He's not female. And this is the problem, is that when we see when we see Satan, right, or when we think of Satan, we're thinking of a male spirit. Jezebel is the false prophet. Okay, so if Jezebel is the false prophet, you have to understand that this is everything that a lie is composed of. Now, if this is everything that a lie is composed of, and it's calling itself Jezebel, this is, and listen, it's not, it's not calling itself Jezebel. God called it Jezebel. 
God called it Jezebel. I heard something very interesting today. Um, and the pastor, he was saying something about, you know, God is the devil. And it shook me because it's something that I've been contemplating and I've been marinating on for a really long time. Because there's a scripture that the Bible says um, that it calls Lucifer it calls Lucifer the son of the morning, and then it calls Christ the son of the morning. Now, you're not gonna like this if you man, this is really gonna shake your world. But marinate on it and look up scripture. Look up what the Bible says because it's scripture. It's Bible. I'm not making this up. So it calls Lucifer the son of the morning, and then it calls Christ the son of the morning, and we know that joy comes in the morning, and we know that um, God is joy. So now, what does the Bible also say? That he is the great I am. If he is the great I am, that means that he is all things. He is in all things, and he therefore when he spoke, and this is the thing, too, is because we think of the Bible, and we think of the Bible as, um, you know, it's just uh, that Christ is the only, Christ is not the only thing in the Bible, and we know that. It's evident. There are plenty, and there is a plethora of things in the Bible that's telling us what not to do. It's a plethora of things in the Bible telling us what not to do and we are supposed to refrain from doing these things in the beginning was God okay and he was hovering over the water and darkness overtook the deep well what do we know about God and what do we know about the waters God is the living water and he was hovering over the water. So this is the thing, is what do you think when God said, let there be light and there was light? That was the first resurrection. That was the first resurrection of Christ. Not Christ, but God. That was the first resurrection. And when he resurrected, he resurrected and he spoke and Christ came out. He was supposed to be the Savior. Now, I find it very interesting because this is just, in terms of physics, the Big Bang, when God spoke and and said, let there be light, and there was light, this is the process of sonoluminescence. That's why the Bible calls um, the kingdom of heaven the kingdom of light, because it's the process of is the biological process of sauna luminescence. Yes, it's physics, but one thing I found out about science is that one hand washes the other because God is also the accountant. And this is just regular account accounting. And so one account reconciles with the other. And so with biology and physics, one is with the other. And there's a mantis shrimp that um, in biology, that this is where they started discovering sonoluminescence. Um, and when he cla clasped his claws, the vibration is so powerful through the water that it creates 
a glimpse of light. And what do we know? And this is another thing, too, because in meteorology, in meteorology there's, um, I once read that meteorologists are stumped as to how lightning is created. But it, there is nothing to be stumped about because one hand washes the other. Biology teaches us that it is the process of sound through waterways that creates light. And this is the process by which lightning is also created. It is the waterways, it's physics. It's not just simple meteorology, it's physics. Physics teaches us that this biology is teaching us that this is what's happening through the um, waves of the water. See, this, the cloud is already accumulating water. And then it's the ripple of the thunder through the cloud that creates the lightning. So very powerful. It's the same process by which God's voice created Jesus, created Christ, right? That was the first resurrection. And we don't talk about that. We don't talk about that because it was the first time that God resurrected and was enlightened. And it will happen like this throughout all of eternity. This is not the first, um, man, what do the Avengers call it? Alternate universe. This will not be the only universe. This is just the universe that we are living in throughout this time. There's a scripture that says that heaven and hell will pass away, but his word will remain the same. What is his word? His word is light. What is that light? That light is the causes of the Big Bang from the Big Bang Theory. Now, in that Big Bang Theory, there was, um, from the, the light from the Big Bang, physicists say that that light was um, accumulated of, of nucleus. It wasn't, it didn't have electrons. It wasn't a complete atom. It was only protons and neutrons. Now, what do we know about the protons? Protons are positively charged. What do we know about the uh, uh, neutrons? Neutrons are um, hold no bond. They don't hold charge. They're neutral. They're just there for bonding. Well, what do we know about God? We know God to be um, joy. That joy is the proton. What do we know about God? That he is peace and that peace bonds, bonds us together. That's scripture. So now what does neutrons do? It bonds us together peacefully because without the neutron, we wouldn't be able to um, accumulate more than one proton. Why? Because once one positively charged particle hits the other, it smashes into each other and it procreates. It procreates what? More joy. And this is what God is. Now, in terms of our consciousness, when not only does the Bible say that heaven and hell will pass away, but his word will always remain, but in physics, it also teaches that the universe is ever expanding and it's ever pulling apart and that one day 
it will pull apart to the point where there is no more. Okay? And the reason why it's constantly pulling apart is because we're constantly, there are more people on earth, and we think that we are as big as our bodies, and we're not. We're not as big as our our bodies, and that would negate physics, because physics, there has to be an accumulation of energy in order to just make matter. Matter and energy is interchangeable in to uh, an extent. It's to a point, right? So now, our bodies being the matter, and our spirit, our energy, right? And yes, we are energy. How do I know that? Because the Bible says that you should love the Lord your God with all of your might, with all of your soul, with all of your um, spirit, and with all of your, sorry, with all of your mind, soul, spirit, and strength. What is our strength? It is our energy. And the joy of the Lord will be your strength. The joy of the Lord will be your energy. So when I pray, what am I doing? I'm seeking to protons to come to be my energy. When I need peace, I'm seeking to neutrons to come to be my energy. We are ever communicating. It is an everlasting communication between us and what's happening in the unseen. The Bible says that it is by um, things in the seen were not made from the visible. And this is, we have to break down what spirits are. That is things in the seen matter was not made from things in the visible atom. The building blocks of the periodic table. Now, <laughs> and it's funny because I keep going back. In terms of the conscious mind, your conscious mind, when he said, let us make man in our image, do you think that God was just talking to Christ? No. He wasn't. Because he was also, see, you think that God's image is just Christ and it's not. So now, the left hemisphere of the brain is that Jezebel spirit. It's the Jezebel mindset. It's the analytical mind. It's the what if this doesn't work mind. It's the, it's the doubt. And I've heard a lot of people who are um, with negative mindsets say, I, well, I'm not negative, I'm realistic. Um, okay. And then what is the right hemisphere of the brain? The right hemisphere of the brain is responsible for um, holistic thinking, for creative, the creative um, pattern thoughts of man. So what do we know Christ to be? And the Bible also says that um, a double-minded man is unstable in all of his ways. What is the left hemisphere of the brain? This, I believe that this scripture is saying that we are not to be left, he, left hemisphere, right hemisphere people. I believe that we are supposed to be holistically right hemisphere 
through and through. I don't believe that we are supposed to be too mind-sided or two-sided-minded, however you would like to say it. But I don't believe that we're supposed to be that way. I believe that we're supposed to be one, one, one way. And if we are completely right hemisphere dominant, then what will end up happening is we will be able to completely live out our dreams. We'll be able to completely answer the call and operate within our gifts. Why? Because it's the left hemisphere of the brain that keeps you from living your best life. It will compute, it will analyze, and it will work you to the bone. Oh, that's not going to work. Oh, that's not going to work. Oh, you better be careful. Oh, you got bills. Oh, you better be You get what I'm saying? And then you will never be able to procreate because everything is a doubt. It's funny because I heard a neurologist say the other day that, oh, it's nothing about that left right hemisphere of the brain mumble jumble. It is the brain and that's it. But you know what? They're studying brains of animals and we are not an animal. That would negate the fact that man has the verbal processes of speech. We have the ability to speak and we have the ability of emotions. Animals do not, people say that animals are emotional. Why? Because they have um, an instinct to protect. Those are instincts. Instincts are different than emotions. Only a soul can produce emotions. Only, um, and I, I don't just mean a nervous system. I'm talking about the heart. And, see, the thing about the heart is that in Genesis 8.21, it says that the imagination of a man's heart is evil from his youth. In Spanish, that scripture says that the intention of a man's heart is evil from his youth. And so that lets me know that the imagination and intention are interchangeable. And the um, imagination or intention or the heart is also spoken of uh, by the Chinese. They believe or they call this the chi energy, that it is your central core system of um, the body. And the Japanese call it the key energy, Q-I. The Hebrews call it the Shakira or the Chai energy. And the Hindus call it the seven light centers of the body or the chakras. Now, I wouldn't go, listen, if this is sound doctrine, listen to it. Just because it's say, another religion is saying it, just if it can be founded within the Bible, it is sound. And that goes on to say what sound is. Sound is light. It is the process of sound through waterways that creates light. And they aren't wrong. The Hindus aren't wrong. Because the Bible talks about God being the Alpha and the Omega. What is the Alpha? The Alpha is a brainwave. And it can be read, this brainwave can be read through an EEG machine. Okay? That is a machine. 
delta wave is a body wave, and it can be read through an EEG machine. Sorry, an ECG machine. And the brain wave is the EEG machine. This is what I want to tell you. Is there is only one way that sound can be created, and that is the process of sound and light. We are ever an ever-processing, sonoluminescent set of people. And there's no way that we can continue without understanding what exactly is happening within our spirit and within our body. You won't be able to uh, continue without exercising. You will not. And you thinking that you... Listen, stop allowing... The preacher that you're going down to on Sundays, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, because I know some people that will be in church Monday through Sunday, and that is not biblical. That is not sound doctrine. There is, and you think that you're supposed to be following, um, you know, some kind of like, oh, you have to be in the church serving. That's not service. Service is outreach. You do what you have to do for the church, but the universal church is every single person. Now, I'm going to say this, and I'm going to leave you with this thought. When God said, let there be light, and there was light, that was the first resurrection. When Christ died and was brought back to life, that wasn't the first one. That was the second resurrection. And you know where he resurrected? He resurrected within your body in evolution. That's what evolution is. We did used to be animals, guys. Absolutely. I've, as far as being a monkey, mm, I don't know. But we were animals. Why do you think we are the smartest mammals? That is an animal, okay? And we were a set of barbaric heathens. Well, not me, them. <laughs> not us now, but them, right? Because we did not have the ability to holistically think of what was happening to us. And you know what? Our reptilian primitive brain, uh, primitive brain used to take over us and the minute. That's why God said that every thought of man was evil in Genesis um, 6. He was talking about how every thought was evil and he just came and flooded the earth. Why? Because every thought was evil. That's because the second resurrection hadn't come. That's because evolution hadn't taken place yet. That second resurrection was when God said, let there be light, and he allowed us back into heaven. And heaven is the right hemisphere of the brain. And it can completely be achieved through fasting, through cleansing the blood from glucose and cleansing the blood from mold. Almost every food has mold. 
but it can be achieved. And it can be achieved through fasting, through cleansing the blood. The Bible says that the um, life of a man is in his blood. The life is in the blood. Why is the life in the blood? Because it is through the bloodstream that sugar and death travels. How? Because the kingdom of fungi is the kingdom of death. The kingdom of fungi is the kingdom of darkness. The kingdom of fungi is the kingdom of hell. And the more sugar we eat, because sugar is the state right before decomposition. And hear this, because I was talking to someone recently about how we are ever decomposing and how we have to be careful what we eat and we have to be careful um, how much mold we take into our bodies. And he's like, that makes sense because the body is ever composing. Now, if we aren't operating under this omega wavelength, then what does that let me know, right? Because the omega wavelength is a completely relaxed state of being, as is the alpha brainwave. Now, the body's omega wavelength, if we are not operating under this relaxed state of being and our nervous systems are going haywire, then that is when the Bible says, that um that if a man has patience he possesses his soul what is his soul his soul is his body it is the nervous system that is also why the bible says that the earth is the lord's and the fullness thereof now what is the earth the earth is the land who is the land the land is us the Bible says that we are the land. The Bible says that we are the temple. The Bible says that we are houses. So now, if the earth is the Lord's and the fullness thereof, and it also says that the body was not made for sexual immorality, it was made for God. Because the temple is our bodies and the temple is what's supposed to be housing the waves of God. So when he was hovering, and this is what um, a clinical psychologist that I know, a clinical um, therapist that I know, she, uh, her and I were talking and how God kept telling her that he's still hovering over the waves. That is the alpha and the omega, the alpha brain wave and the omega body wave. And the only way that we can continue to sustain the wave within our bodies is by cutting out sugar, is by exercising, is by, and here's another thing, and I know that you guys, <laughs> but as far as spankings, the Bible says, if you hit your child with the rod, they will not die. What's happening here? And I, 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 guys, we we have to get this right because <coughs> we, our kids, this next generation is dying, and it's because rebellion is running rampant, and rebellion is sin because of iniquity. It's running rampant, and we are not spanking our kids. Spanking our kids is essential 
for them to have a sound mind and a sound body why because once the kingdom of darkness starts to take over the child with that behavior the their light is being snuffed out and their light is no longer shining how do you get the light to shine again one swift pop is a shock to the system and it remember what the the uh, manson shrimp does to his he clamps his claws and it is the force from which he clamps his claws that there is a wave what you're doing is you are spanking a wave back into their body to create light again this is sound doctrine this is god has not given us a spirit of fear but of power love and of a sound mind and so us having that mind like christ is following things that the bible saying that's all the time i have for today guys over and out